Hello and welcome back to Otsuke. Welcome back to Otsukere. It's me, Nadia, as your host. And today we have two very amazing guests with us today. And they are Gerardo and Chris. So, hi guys. Hi. Hi. So, I can see that Gerardo is a bit shy. I but am. <laughs> when Chris is somehow cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, but like so I guess we can start um, by introducing ourselves. Mm. Uh, I'm Nadia, your host for today. Um, I'm from Indonesia and I'm studying biology here as an undergrad and my pronouns are she, her. Yeah, I guess that's my pronouns. So <laughs> still a question. It's still a question because yeah. gender is fluid. Anyways, let's move on to Gerardo. Hi, my name is Gerardo um, and I'm a former Nagoya University student. Uh, graduated two, two years ago, about two years ago, yeah. Um, I'm from El Salvador, and yeah, I guess that's it. My pronouns are he, his, him. Is it how you say it? I, I think so. I've never introduced my pronouns. <laughs> it's okay. This is new. <laughs> it's a first. Yeah. 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 Anything else you want to know? You can ask me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Okay, I guess it's my turn. So, hi, I'm Christina. You can call me Chris. I prefer Chris, maybe because it's more gender neutral, which also made me think about my gender. But I guess I'm a woman. So, yeah, she, her, I guess. Yeah. And I'm originally from Austria, not Australia. Very important. Happens all the time, <laughs> especially in Japan. And yeah, I guess that's it for my... No, wait. Yeah, I'm studying at our university. Maybe that's very important. I'm in the humanities program and... um yeah, the, no, actually the, the JAX program and humanities department. Yeah, that's what it is. And I'm finishing this September with my master's degree. And then I don't know what I'm going to do. So that's it. Yeah. Well, we have all the time in the world to figure out what to do next. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, as you guys can hear, like, wait, did Her Gerardo, did you say where you're from? El Salvador. I, I okay. think I did. I, yeah. I think you did. Okay. Mm. But anyways, yeah, I, I was going to point out that... Um, you guys are definitely unique in terms of like the the if you if you assess like the broader range of students that come to Japan, oh, yeah. a lot of them are normally like from the Asia region. Mm. I know for a fact like I I'm from Indonesia and we're kind of well represented in Japan, mm -hmm. and like we have a lot of Vietnamese people, Malaysian, Singaporean, like all these Southeast Asian as well as South Asians and Central Asian and also yeah East Asians, but. Uh, I guess in that sense, you guys are pretty unique because you're from the other side, like, or further away from yeah. Asia. So uh, I guess it'd be interesting to ask, like, what brought you guys here to mm. Japan? Maybe we can start with Chris first. Okay. Yeah. You said we're from the other side, like dark side. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. it when, doesn't have to be When Simba looks at the, 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 the land, <laughs> we're like the dark. What, what is it called? The dark land? No. 
I'm getting off topic, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so why did I come to Japan and or Nago University is the question, right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess there are two versions, the long and the short one. Which one do you want? I'm sure the long one is the more like, the, interesting. The juicy one, yeah. yeah. Okay, the long version is that I was in Vienna doing my bachelor's and living life. And I had a boyfriend at that time from Canada, mm -hmm. but then spontaneously he decided to go back to Canada. Like he was living with me, right? Mm -hmm. And spontaneously he was like, no, I cannot do this anymore. I'm going back. And I'm like, shit, right? Yeah. Like I thought this is my life, right? Living in Austria and I don't know, having a boyfriend and just working on the side and maybe doing my master's degree and then looking at where life takes me, right? Mm -hmm. But then he leaves and I'm like, shit, I'm free now, right? What can I do with my <laughs> life? And then um, it was a weird coincidence because I was um, doing my bachelor's in Japanese studies. Mm -hmm. And for an assignment, I had to research scholarships just to like write like a, like pretending to apply to a scholarship in Japanese, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hmm, what is a scholarship, right? And, yeah. and like, I knew nothing, right? Yeah, so I yeah, yeah, go yeah. online and I search and find the max scholarship. And I'm just like pretending to write like an application. And then, yeah, I submitted that assignment, right? Didn't really think about it. But then like, I think it was a month later, I'm like, wait a second, this is real, right? Like, yeah. I, it's not just like fictional what it mm. did, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm actually like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah. So I applied. And I guess why I chose Nagoya was mostly because of the supervisor mm -hmm. i'm really interested in food and like values about food and all these things right and there's an amazing professor here unfortunately he's leaving but was here <laughs> while i was here and he's researching food and yeah i guess that just really piqued my interest and also he was one of the people that replied to me very nicely mm -hmm. like not pretentious yeah. but like replying really like personal like, and like cheers nathan like call me nathan right i'm mm -hmm. like yeah 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 that, so i'm like that's what i want to do like mm -hmm. and that's where life took me so i guess yeah it yeah. was great it's, yeah it's very interesting i didn't know that your bachelor's was in japanese studies yeah. <laughs> so and anthropology and anthropology yeah way. i have two bachelors like, yeah why did you decide to concentrate on japanese studies specifically <sighs> long story again <laughs> <laughs> no don't worry we have all the time okay world. okay good um so i did anthropology because i had no idea what to do which mm -hmm. is um a theme in my life i guess to not know what i'm doing uh but my parents were like no please study so i'm like okay i'm just gonna choose the most broad thing i can think of which is anthropology and then within anthropology i was like i don't know like i don't know what to focus on and Every time I had to write a paper, I would write it about Japan because I was really interested in Japan. Like the society, I used to really like anime and manga. I used to like Japanese music, but I was also really interested in the society. And then mm. I was like, might as well try Japanese studies, right? Mm. So, yeah, I'm kind of not really talking about it because it's kind of bad that I study Japanese studies and I don't speak good Japanese, I guess. Good yeah. Japanese. No, but not as good as I could, right? I have a bachelor in Japanese studies. But you're not living in Japan. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But your Japanese is very good in my, in my opinion. Says the one that has N1. Like you can always go like 
Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> no, no, I do think. But I feel like as long as you're, you know, you're treating the subject with respect and all that, uh, I feel like it's totally fine not to have the language. Not totally fine. Some might argue it's not fine, but I, in my own personal opinion, like as long as you're giving it the respect, like that that area of topic deserves, I think it's it's Mm. okay not to be perfect in the language. Takes time for one to be good at it. Mm. I think. What do you think, Gerardo? Yeah, but like, yeah, I, I agree with what you just said. I. Of course, I think that if you're studying anything uh, mm. related to culture and to humans or a group of humans, um, not knowing the language means that there is a whole dimension you cannot observe. That's right? true. Mm. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean that you cannot observe other things. Mm. That just means that you're limited in what you can study. Yeah. Um, as long as you don't assume things mm. in that part that you cannot see, it's it's... it's it's still valid, right? Yeah. Although I would say that Chris's Japanese is actually good enough to research old newspapers and things like that yeah, in Japanese. Yeah. So I think it's an understatement to say that your Japanese is not good enough. My active Japanese is shit. My passive <laughs> Japanese is okay. Like All I can right. read, right? Give yeah, me a dictionary, yeah. I can read text, I think you're right? just shy when you speak. And I'm totally That's shy, it. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I I understand. I think, yeah, what you mentioned about your active Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, be good at like speaking unless you're really in in the society. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And mm. Uh, yeah. And what about you, Gerardo? Uh, coming to Japan from El Salvador. Um, yeah, it was nine years ago. <laughs> it's been a while. So it's been nine years ago. Maybe oh, yeah, eight nine, or nine years. Nine yeah. years ago, two thousand twelve. So, I didn't particularly want to come to Japan specifically. Mm-hmm. I just I had just graduated from high school. I was seventeen years old, and I wanted to study abroad in any place where I could have a better education than back in El Salvador, especially because in a field like chemistry, um, yeah, resources matter. Mm. Um, even though there are places where I could have studied chemistry in El Salvador, it wouldn't be the same as studying it in a developed country. Mm. So, but of course, my parents couldn't afford that. So I just looked for scholarships. Uh, in fact, um, I was my first option was to go to Germany, um, and I did have a scholarship from my country's government that I could have used for that. But unfortunately, Germany does not acknowledge um, my country's high school uh, diplomas. Oh, okay. So in order to study in a German university, I would have to take a one-year course before. Oh, uh, I understand. And that wouldn't be covered by a scholarship. Yeah. Or I think in the end, um, a friend of mine did that and managed to convince the scholarship organization to do that. Mm. But I didn't want... I mean, I was planning to go through that. Mm. When at the same time, I, I applied to this to a scholarship I got to come here at the Japanese embassy in El Salvador. Mm. And one day I was just told that I got it. Right? Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, they were like, hey, do you want to study for free for five years? And I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> sure. So that's why I ended up here, right? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't um, particularly care about where I went as long as it was a different place where I could not only learn science, but also learn a different language and about mm-hmm. a different culture. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't completely sure about what I wanted to do with after I graduate. And I thought the more I know and the more different from what I have here, yeah. the place I'm going to is, 
the more I'll learn whatever. But so like you've been here for nine years yeah. and like Chris you've been here for like two three three years three now years? yeah yeah mm. so how has the experience in Japan been like for you guys I'm sure like with nine years and then like three years there's like differences but probably yeah um, I'm not sure I don't know I think that Japan has influenced my personality more mm. than it has influenced yours just yeah. because I was younger yeah for sure mm. I was 17 when I came mm. here I mean I think you guys would relate yeah um And now I'm 26, right? So I've been here for nine years. So most of my young adult life so far mm. has been here. Um, so, of course, my personality has changed a lot. Um, two years ago, I... Or about two years ago, I went back to El Salvador after I graduated. And I spent six months there before I came back and found a job here. Um, and... After eight years, or seven years it was at the moment, seven years in Japan, mm. going back to El Salvador was a huge shock. Mm -hmm. mm. So I, I didn't feel, I felt, I felt like I was a foreigner, right? Because mm. um, it was so different. And I didn't go back that often um, to El Salvador. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's the biggest thing I can think about. Yeah. And of course, that I learned Japanese. Um, It's set in a great university. Mm -hmm. um, Here. Yeah. 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 Actually, I thought about that recently. Like, I never really see the bigger picture of how long you've actually been in Japan. And then I tried to compare it to when I moved to Vienna. So I studied in Vienna, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not from Vienna. That's the thing, right? And it, it's basically like the same amount of time that you spent here. Mm -hmm. The same amount of time I spent in Vienna. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like similar i guess like i shaped myself in a sense in vienna right whereas yeah. you did it in japan it's been mm. almost a third, yeah. a third of my life yeah that's yeah. that's huge right yeah yeah as for me yeah <laughs> no no don't worry um i don't know i feel like i mean it's not my first time in japan right i've been in japan three times before i came here But in different settings. Mm -hmm. So definitely, like, being at university is something completely new. Yeah. Like, in Japan and studying at a university in Japan. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've gone through so much that mm -hmm. I don't know what is me and what is Japan, right? Yeah. But I definitely feel, if I talk about the positives, that I've met so many different people here mm. that is just amazing and such a valuable experience that it would never change mm. um, I feel like looking back I knew nothing about the world when I was still in Austria even though I thought I did mm -hmm. it's different when you actually experience it like it's hard to explain but what I mean is that being in your own country I don't know maybe you can relate to this yeah you feel like you know stuff from abroad yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. but then you're taking outside this bubble which is Japan for me, right? And then you meet so many other people, not only Japanese people, right? But mm. so many international people. And I had to admit, like, I mean, I didn't even know your country. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> really? And I mean, that's sad. But yeah, maybe that's yeah. just me, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I learned so many things. And that probably also shaped my character, for sure. Maybe not as deeply as yours, right? Because mm. you also shaped yourself. Mm. Whereas maybe I was more already who I wanted to be. I don't know. But definitely 
good experiences and good values that mm. I mm. maybe in person in person in in hmm? what's the word made my hmm? no that's not what it is. Values that represent you. Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe just like values that I really value now. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I was just gonna comment that I guess for myself and like Chris's experiences, maybe because we're in G30 or like, mm. you know, we we still have like a safety net in terms of like yeah. uh, our interactions and how that that shaped us because we're never truly, truly like thrown into like Fear, yeah. an uncomfortable environment where we we are not 100% good with the language, but then have right. to study in Japanese. But in Gerardo's mm. case, you, you were there with them and you have to interact with them yeah like how was yeah. it like perhaps being like the one of the few if not only person that's not japanese with um, in in the japanese course it was interesting <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's funny because like now looking back at it i don't know what i was so busy trying to figure out everything that i didn't have time to reflect on on how i felt about it because mm -hmm. <laughs> you know um, my first year was the first year I spent in Japan was amazing because we come here and we have a one-year Japanese course mm -hmm. um, surrounded by only the, all the other international students who got the same scholarship. So it's, it was 120 of us in yeah. the same dorm in Tokyo. Mm. Um, and it's, it's great um, in Tokyo University of Foreign Studies. Mm. So the course is designed for us. Yeah. And, and it's catered to you guys. Mm. Yes. And also like it's just fun to have all these people who all we all are just have just moved in mm. uh moved to this country and and also sharing the same aspirations yeah. right yes we're all trying to learn japanese of course our levels are different mm. um many of us are yeah trying to like studying the same major sometimes um yeah so that year is actually very I mean, it's not chill in the sense that you need to learn Japanese in one year mm. and be good enough to enter college and mm, study yeah. in Japanese afterwards. Mm. Um, but it's very nice. Um, it's a very nice experience, socially mm. speaking. Mm. Um, then from the second year, or year on, everyone goes to a different university. Yeah. Um, and then you're on your own. Yeah. Completely so on your own. So it mm. depends on the university and what their experience with international students is. Um, in some places, they would really um, support you, give you some sort of special support because you're the only foreigner in the place, right? Mm. Uh, in others, they would just treat you like any other student. I say that Nagoya University is kind of in between uh, mm. in the sense that it's very nice that they let international students like me enter a dorm for the first six months yeah for example yeah. and that's not the case for all the japanese students mm. um well at the same time regarding my courses and everything i i just had to figure it out by myself right? yeah um so there were like situations and but i think it's fair i mean i i, I came here with the expectation that nothing would be special for me that, yeah, that's true with the expectation that i was supposed to like that it should be equal mm. right um but it was tough at yeah, the yeah um like rather than like taking classes the first year classes were not too hard because it's basic science yeah and that is kind of universal except for biology 
<laughs> okay, biology is hard in Japanese. <laughs> you need to learn yeah. a lot of vocabulary. But studying basic chemistry, physics, math um, was not too hard. Mm. Um, but rather the all the procedures, mm. like registering for co for courses, um, figuring out uh, all the how they will grade me for each class, um, going through the syllabus. And all these things in Japanese were actually very challenging. Mm. Because I also had never done them before yeah, in any right. other language. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the, um, let's say, the paperwork side of that. Mm. And then with the people, um, I was, on the, during the first year, because um, all the school, school of Science students shared most of the courses, um, there were actually two other foreigners, two students from China. Mm. Um, in the course um, but from the second year on we all sorry I mean first year at Nagoya University yeah not my first year in Japan first year then the second year on we split because I think they went to earth sciences mm -hmm. in physics if I'm not mistaken and I went to chemistry yeah so from the second year on I was the only foreigner in the class mm -hmm. until the end and until I entered master's and until I graduated I was the only foreigner in my in my classes mm -hmm. um, Except for some classes that were shared with G theory students, oh, that's true. like the experiment yeah, yeah, um, yeah. courses, and so that was also interesting and challenging in its own ways. I'm actually very like grateful that I met many nice people that were mm -hmm. friendly to me, because um, of course being the only foreigner in a class can make you feel like an outsider. Yeah, and it's also harder to communicate with people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but I've I found I made friends, right? Mm -hmm. And I found people who I still sometimes talk to it talk mm -hmm. with. Um, that that made it much easier to adapt and to not feel yeah. like I'm the different one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, the professors in the Green University, uh, most of them are very were very um, understanding mm -hmm. because many of them have also studied abroad or done yeah, research yeah, yeah. with other people abroad that's true so they understand what it is when they are out there speaking in english mm. and they would kind of empathize with yeah, me yeah. sometimes yeah some of them won't <laughs> but most of them did yeah most i i feel yeah. like i think it, their their postdoc experiences abroad really help shape yeah. how they treat us and mm. i'm grateful that they actually they, that they did that for us i guess yeah. That's interesting. Sorry, that was a long answer. No, no. This will keep happening. <laughs> I know. <laughs> please, please talk. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I guess uh, I want to zoom back into like Chris and you mentioned that um, you're interested in food and like mm. part of your research here is uh, studying uh, diet, I guess, or culture behind food here in yeah. Japan. Yeah. So for our listeners here, I guess, could you like elaborate maybe how, how what what's the premise of your work and also... Like, mm -hmm. what are you looking into? Okay, so, yeah, I guess I've always been interested in Japanese food, even when I was in Austria, right? And I came to Japan several times before I studied here. So as a, back then, vegetarian, vegan, mm -hmm. depending on the time, right? Um, I found it really hard to maintain my diet in Japan. So I asked myself the question, why is that, right? And mm -hmm. are there no Japanese people that either diet or have a specific diet, maybe a restricted diet, right? Mm -hmm. So I kept thinking about it. 
And then I wanted to do it for my bachelor's thesis, mm -hmm. but then I also had another topic and I'm like, hmm, might as well save it, right? Maybe yeah. I can do more with it. So I did and came here to research vegetarianism and veganism in Japan mm -hmm. because I feel like, I mean, now that I've researched a bit, I can tell you a bit more, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, there is a movement, but I feel like it's still different in a sense. Mm -hmm. But then I'm also not sure if it's different because times changed in general. Mm -hmm. And I've just been in Japan and I didn't really see what happened in, for example, Austria, right? Yeah. Um, but so like there is a movement here. Maybe it's just not as big. Mm -hmm. And or maybe there are other incentives mm -hmm. where like I feel like where I come from, it might be more on the welfare side, right? Yeah. Animal welfare. Yeah. Environmental welfare. And I think in Japan, it's more health oriented. Mm -hmm. So I think that's basically what like summarizes what I've learned so far. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's something that really interested me personally, mm -hmm. but also academically, because you know what? No one has ever written about it. And I'm the first one to do wow. that. And yeah, like there are no blazer. sources. I literally have no sources. Mm. The only sources I have are really just like either like concerning Buddhism mm -hmm. or people talking about Japanese food in general. And there's a lot of misconceptions about Japanese food being vegetarian. If you look at traditional Japanese yeah, food, yeah, yeah. which is bullshit. Sorry. Yeah. You can censor that. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's not true. Japanese people ate meat even when it was officially banned. Mm -hmm. There was a period where it was banned. Doesn't mean that people don't eat meat. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Only because it's banned. So yeah. But hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I did take like a cultural cultural studies class in mm -hmm. my first year, and one of the things we discussed is like the diet of Japanese people. Oh, really? Yeah, and then um, we we were given a reading, and it was basically like a poem or like a it was like a part of a poetry book. I mm -hmm. I can't say like which what it is specifically, but I remembered how this like reading basically like this text demonized like meat basically. Oh wow! And they were saying like. Uh, meat is bloody meat is like you know impure but whatsoever and that uh um one who is enlightened should be eating like vegetables and like roots and like all those those kind of um plant-based food mm -hmm. so i uh, so i was surprised i guess because you know the japan i know is very heavy <laughs> very very heavy right? on meat yeah and uh, uh and the thing is like um uh, that seems like hundreds and hundreds of, year of years ago and right. like, it was maybe because they were still very agrar agrarian that's the word right They're, they still rely on agriculture more maybe that's why they don't eat as much meat i'm not sure actually japan didn't have agriculture oh, as far okay. as i know yeah i think it was more of a what's the term it's not hunter-gatherer mm -hmm. but definitely like foraging okay. i don't i don't think that there was something like um I mean, definitely no animal husbandry that mm -hmm. was introduced once the West kind of entered oh, Japan, okay, as okay. far as I know, yeah. Maybe they planted some plants, I'm not sure, but mm. also rice cultivation is very late. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like the way we know it today, as industrialized as it is, right? Like mm. the intense rice cultivation, that's also very recently. Okay. I mean, there was rice early on, right? Mm. But not in the extent that we know, right? Yeah. And also Japan really like prides itself on like... Their rice. Their rice and that yeah. everything, like all their rice comes from Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think like 
I mean, the meat that you got was game, right? Mm. It was like hunting and... Mm. It's wild. Yeah. And it also really depended on where you lived, right? Mm. Because if you live on the coast, I mean, all the whales and fish and everything, it's beautiful, right? Mm. But if you live somewhere where there's basically nothing, right? Yeah. Then your diet is also very shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, true. Yeah, it really, like, it fluctuates and it's it's a very different picture from what I feel is painted particularly mm. in pop culture yeah yeah, yeah 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 i think especially like yeah in pop culture people emphasize like ramen and those yeah, kind of stuff right. like they're definitely Very not plant based yeah. yeah but then yeah but then for example like um food related to new years i think they're more vegetarian i think i'm not sure i'm actually not sure i've never had what is it called osechi is yeah. that what it is osechi, yeah, yeah. Mm. Don't they have fish? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I right, have, they right, have right. fish. Yeah, they can be very pescatarian. Maybe yeah, pescatarian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah so, if you question. guys are interested in what Chris has to say with food, mm -hmm. um, maybe you can directly talk to her. For I think sure. she'd be more than happy to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so maybe you can ask uh, Gerardo about yeah. uh, his own interests. Um. I remember you said you're in chemist. You were in chemistry, and I guess you're I working, working as a chemist. So what's what's that? What's that about? Yeah. Um, wait, I should talk about chemistry, right? Yeah. <laughs> my interests are not chemistry. are not the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, my academic and professional life um, since a very early age, I was interested in chemistry, and I studied chemistry. Um, during my last year of undergrad and master's, um, I researched, um, I'd say it's, it's biochemistry. I did some biochemistry, um, specifically artificial nucleic acids. Mm -hmm. um, for those who don't know much biochemistry, that's basically like fake DNA. Mm -hmm. um, um, it's, it was just purely a, a basic research, so it still doesn't have an application, but the hope is that if you make molecules that behave like DNA, you can hopefully use them as tools in many different biotechnology applications. Mm -hmm. um, an example of it is the most recent um, uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 vaccines. Yeah. Um, they use some artificial nucleic acids um, to bind to... Um, what do they do? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they use artificial nucleic acids that enter your cells and will make um, some sort of reaction, right? I mean, I haven't read. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a patent. I guess we actually don't yeah, yeah, actually yeah, know. Yeah. But we know that, yeah, you can use fake DNA or fake RNA to do stuff. And I was making one of those fake molecules uh, and studying how to make it bind stronger to DNA. So mm. that was my bachelor's and master's thesis. Um, and after that, I just, um, now I have a job, you know, it's still chemistry, but totally different. Mm -hmm. Now I do more, um, industrial chemistry, manufacturing chemistry. I synthesize things mm -hmm. in a lab and then I upscale them yeah, to for like production. kilograms or ton, mm. uh, scale mm. for industrial purposes. Mm. So that's what I do. It has a lot of um, chemical engineering stuff yeah, yeah. because I deal with a plant, um, which I didn't know. So I'm learning a lot and it's it's fun. 
but it's mm-hmm. also very it's much tiring than mm. just working at the lab mm. yeah so how do you feel like now that you're like working in a company like do you feel like you've gained a new perspective to yeah absolutely um it's very different to do chemistry but knowing that there is money involved mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because when you're in the lab um doing basic research um, yeah. things can be very expensive yeah yeah with no profit involved, yeah right but you cannot do that in a company okay? yeah you need to stay within the budget and try to make a profit right mm-hmm. um, i also have a different dimension to what i do because i also deal with customers sometimes mm. um and of course i need to deal with people at the plant mm. so there's a lot of um communication involved as well yeah yeah um a lot of it and do you feel like um because there's like hard more hard like harder money involved do you feel like that adjusts your mindset when you do when you plan experiments yeah yeah um not only that but i mean in my case at least um i feel i have this very um my mindset is i'm not in a managerial position Mm -hmm. therefore I'm just going to do my job yeah. and try not to think about how much money it it, it takes. I, it will take and how much money it will make. Mm-hmm. That is my boss's job. Yeah, yeah. If I'm thinking about that, I cannot focus on what I'm doing. That's true. So yeah. I'm just going to do my job the best I can. Mm-hmm. If I manage to do something great, then great. If yeah, I didn't yeah. manage, then I tried my best. And mm. It's not my responsibility. Yeah, I was yeah. just assigned something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, at least now that I'm at an early stage of my career. Mm. Maybe if I were in a managerial position, then I would, of course, mm. uh, care about that more. So what I care more about is rather um, to do things on time yeah. and to do as much as I can. Um, and maybe the hardest thing with chemistry is that sometimes you plan and things don't go according to plan. Mm. But you're working. As for, I'm working from eight to, eight to five. Yeah. I have a fixed uh, work day, right? Mm. And I don't want to be doing a lot of uh, overtime work. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. when you're in the lab at university as a chemist, you just work. You don't care about the time. Mm. Right? Mm. You're just doing research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you just do as much as you can. And it's up to you how hardworking or how lazy you are. Mm. Of course, your professor can come and intervene if you're not working enough. Or if you're working too much, mm. I doubt that someone would tell you you're working too much. Yeah. Um, especially in academia, especially in chemistry. <laughs> but of course, at work, it matters mm. because I'm getting paid for that. Yeah. Right? Time is money. Yes, time is money. So uh, that, that's, that's, that's a very big difference. Mm. That's maybe the biggest difference when I'm doing lab work. Mm. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, do you think that uh, working in a company, um, there's less emphasis on like driving your curiosity, in like in the sense like within the research? Um, yeah, but it depends on on whom you're talking with. Mm. Um, if I'm talking with the sales manager of my company, then he just wants to get things done. Yeah, and finish this and start another project Mm. um if you're talking to my boss at the technical division um he would be like try not to stay only with what you did but try Mm. to look further into 
okay, this customer asked for this chemical, but what might this, what what do you think they might use this chemical for? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does this company do? What yeah. connection can you make? Yeah, yeah. So later in the future, you can think, okay, maybe this industry uses this kind of things. Yeah. And I can later in the future go like, I see a pattern here, mm-hmm. and we can use this pattern to increase our profit, of course. Yeah, of course. So the, the drive is different. Yeah. Of course, it's not just about let's find out whatever, but let's find <laughs> out what's useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But yes, people who are doing the technical side of the job, mm. the, the chemistry side of the job uh, at higher positions would and en- will encourage um, still that curiosity. Mm. But there needs to be a balance because you cannot just spend all your time in researching stuff mm. when you have tasks that, that exactly. need to be finished. Yeah. So there is this balance between the sales and the technical mm-hmm. um, um, I don't know, areas. Mm. And I think that's what drives the company. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Like, mm. I think the success hinges on on that that balance. Yeah. yeah. I think for my myself personally, I, I don't have as much or any actually experience with industry. So I'm purely like academia, academia, academia. So it's yeah. very nice like that you articulated all this. And hopefully okay. our listeners that are still confused between academia and um, industry mm. can learn something new from based on what you just discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So let's move on to our next topic. And yeah. that is... Da-da-da-da-da. Being vegan. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, uh, Chris mentioned that like Chris mentioned that she is vaguely, yeah, vaguely she is mm. a vegan. But mm. so surprise, Gerardo is also vegan. Yes, <laughs> and he's the reason why I'm vegan again. again Funny story. Yeah. 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 So I we can start off first by just laying the grounds and like just. Slide, uh, like briefly mention how you got into veganism. Six years ago, I was curious about whether I needed to eat meat. Mm. And one thing led to another and I started doing this as an experiment. Mm-hmm. On yourself. Yeah. So for six months, I tried to remove items from my diet mm-hmm. um, and study basically um, what that meant for my nutrition, mm-hmm. to my health and also to my mood and well-being yeah right? and to my social life and whatnot right um, i actually wrote a tiny blog about it and i ended up giving a talk about what i learned from it mostly in the environmental aspect of meat consumption mm-hmm. um and i gave a tedx talk at Nagar university about this wow that was five years ago five mm-hmm. six years ago i think yeah so that that's how it started um and then i just kept doing it mm-hmm and you're still alive. I'm still alive and healthy. Amazing. Healthier than ever. <laughs> and what about you, Chris? Uh, maybe a bit of a longer story. So I've been vegetarian for half of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm 28 now. I mm-hmm. guess I went, went vegetarian when I was 14-ish. Yeah, I don't remember vividly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe 20. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, I did go vegan when I was back in Austria, Mm -hmm. but the thing is I went vegan before I came to to Japan for the first time. Mm -hmm. Like I think it kind of coincides to be like around the same time. So I went vegan, but then I came to Japan and I worked on a farm Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I cannot be vegan here. (laughs) Like impossible. Right. So I went back to being vegetarian 
Then I went back home and was vegan again, right? So it was kind of like back and forth, back and mm -hmm. forth. And since I've been to Japan before I came here to live and study, I already knew that it's going to be super hard, right? Yeah. So I came here, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be vegetarian. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I cannot invest that energy to being vegan when I want to settle into a new lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I, I was vegetarian for a year. And then I think I met you. Like, I mean, we knew each other, mm -hmm. but that's when we got to know each other more, I yeah. guess. And yeah, he really inspired me to try to be vegan in Japan, even though it's hard sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Not easy. Mm. But yeah, I guess I just needed to settle in a bit. And I mean, I could read all the ingredients, right? So theoretically, I could have been vegan, but it's just, it's different. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. different. Like once you've lived here for some time, at least you know maybe where you could go and where yeah. you could look. And maybe you've already discovered some accidental vegan products. Mm. And also like, I think without his help and his knowledge and mm. stuff, I don't think I would have done it. Like it's just so much work sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So... I understand. Right. Yeah. yeah. All those like secret um, pork and beef extracts in the <laughs> I food. Know. I know. And then like, yeah, mm. suddenly there's egg in the product. I things know, like yeah. that. It's like... It's fish broth. Fish, fish broth especially. Yeah. Dashi, right? Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. And if you're not like fluent in the language, you can you yeah. can kind of miss out sometimes. Like yeah. very... In like yeah. fine prints, you just, you just miss I out. I know. It's hard. Yeah. And you just have to be constantly aware all mm -hmm. the time, right? Yeah. So I, I just gonna like seg into like uh, any like vegan restaurants you guys enjoy in Nagoya. Mm, okay. Like, <sighs> what would you recommend? What would I recommend? Mm. Oh, that's a tough call. You mean like completely vegan restaurants or restaurants that, that, that do vegan? provide? Yeah. Ah, uh, I mean, I think since we're in Nagoya and uh, miso is a thing in yeah. Nagoya, I, I would probably sure that, yeah. choose Yamamotoya, which mm -hmm. is a restaurant um, close to Fukiyage. Right? Mm -hmm. And it offers a normal menu. You yeah. can have miso udon. And um, they also have a halal menu. Yeah, 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 they yeah. Have, you can either have vegetarian or vegan. Mm. And I mean, they really like specify everything. Like, yeah, yeah, we didn't yeah. use this and we use this. So I think for strict vegan people or strict vegetarian people, that's the place to go. Mm. And for halal. And for halal, yeah. 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 And it's also very delicious. Yeah. I feel it's like really they are good, very yeah. considerate. Like yeah. they, mm -hmm. they have their own cookware for every diet. Exactly. Yeah. Which I think is very commendable. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't get that in. Yeah many restaurants yeah, yeah. that's a very specific just, thing it's not just that they have like a vegan option but rather they have a whole different mm. menu yeah mm. it's a, its own menu right? so yeah it's like, amazing um, mm. i mean everything is based on miso and tofu mm -hmm. yeah um so but they make very nice combinations with that like yeah. uh, i don't know like a soy meat miso um eggplant mm. yeah or like the miso nikomi udon yeah yeah um they have like onigiris that yeah have yeah, like, yeah yeah they look like um they look like um what's the name <gasps> you know the, the uh, onigiri with the ebi fried uh-huh what's the name of that musubi Mus yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, ten ten musubi. Musubi. yeah 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 <laughs> ten musubi made of karagi that actually which is super good yeah. Super mm. yeah and the the oden oh my god that's so good yes. 
Yeah, so and I, I think in their case, I feel like they don't want their hospitality to be limited to only a certain diet. Yeah, they exactly. ensure that everyone can yeah. have like the best uh, treatment possible mm. in their restaurants, which is, which is like rare, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like normally, if you you go to like cafes, they say they have a vegetarian sandwich, and it's simply uh, vegetables that they use for their other sandwich. Exactly. In yeah. in in, the, mm-hmm. in this sandwich. Yeah. So I really appreciate establishments like them. Mm. And oh, so Chris, could you repeat the restaurant again? It's called Yamamotoya. Yes. And it's in Fukiyage. Yes, guys. So we'll link it <laughs> let's let's link it in our in our announcement yes. later so that you guys can check them out they're super thoughtful they have halal and also mm-hmm. vegan and perhaps vegetarian too then yes. yeah and they're super friendly and nice you can talk with the owner mm-hmm. and i think his wife also works there mm-hmm. yeah right and they even like showed us their kid, the kid. once yeah <laughs> like i mean they're super nice i think yeah. they also have an instagram account so maybe yeah, yeah then we can, can link totally them, yeah. like promote mm-hmm. them there and so another curious question is like when like you guys have been practicing veganism for a while but how does that compare to your country's food culture Mm. and like whether was it difficult to like curb habits that you had based on like you know your preferences back home oh yeah and then like (laughs) uh, (laughs) when you see your like your friends from your own respective countries posting maybe food of their uh, you know and then you have actually like a longing but then you can't do it anymore yeah so how is it like for you guys for sure yeah maybe not so much you right because you weren't vegan when you weren't back home right but i miss hummus so much (laughs) i could talk about hummus for an hour Mm-hmm. I used to eat hummus for breakfast, mm-hmm. like on bread, right? I also miss bread. Yeah. Um, they have hummus here. I don't consider it to be hummus. It's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. He likes the Costco. Don't do this. No, oh I'm my doing God. this. Don't tell people no, like it's just shading me for this. I'm shading all the him time. because he likes the Costco hummus. They sell this. Um, and it's not good. In the tub, right? It's just not good. Yeah. Hummus. I like it. <laughs> Everyone I've shared it with no. likes it. I don't You're like the it. only person who doesn't like it. You don't like have standards. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, no. Um, so I really like hummus. And it's just the perfect spread mm. for basically anything. It's so good. So good. And you just... hungry. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, <don't do> <laughs> I just cannot find it here. And I think it would be too much work to make it all the time. And even if I would make it myself, I think it's it would not be the same. Really? I yeah. think it's quite... Not that difficult to make. Maybe not, right? But yeah. maybe it's a bit time intense. Yeah, yeah. Philip, mm-hmm. if you're watching this, we miss your hummus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I sometimes make hummus. And then it lasts a long time. Like, it can last a okay. week. At oh, least, nice. like, in my fridge. Because the only person eating it... Wait, never mind. We we fight over the hummus. So never <laughs> yeah. Mind. yeah. Yeah, it would be gone pretty fast. Yeah, we slather yeah. it all on, on top of everything. Yeah, so. right? It's best yeah. yeah so definitely there are so many things i miss but probably that's the one i would mm-hmm. it's funny give the thing that you miss the most is not something originally from your country that's what you say yeah but <laughs> you're, you're disrespecting our <laughs> international community in austria <laughs> no we have a lot of middle eastern yeah, people yeah so yeah. and what about you Harry? I mean, you know, um i became vegan when i was in japan mm-hmm. and ever since then I didn't go back to El Salvador until two years ago. So I, I spent four years as a vegan mm-hmm. in which I never left Japan, mm. actually. So I had no, yeah, no yeah, reference. Yeah. 
Um, so my my what I what I ate was very me. Mm. Like like it's... I also didn't have many Japanese vegan friends. Mm-hmm. Vegan Japanese friends. Yeah, sound better. Um, so yeah, I just came up with my own stuff. I had my own habits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would always soak chickpeas and make my own stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would buy the same veggies from the same place and yeah. had this routine of what I ate that I wouldn't say it was either Japanese nor Salvadorian. It was just what right. I found around in the supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm not very attached to to food, um, like, let's say, from a cultural perspective. Mm. Like, I don't mind eating... Like, I don't... Of course, there are food... There is... There are some foods in my country that I miss because I really like them and I cannot find them here. But that doesn't mean that I feel like I cannot find good food here as well mm, right so yeah. i don't have this longing mm. for mm. my country's food that much um and then i went back to el salvador two years ago for six months mm-hmm. and i would say that food in any tropical country yeah. can very easily mm. be made vegan or vegetarian yeah because we have so many fruits so many vegetables that- so many types of legumes that's true um so the hardest part was going out mm. um in places that are like chain restaurants and yeah stuff yeah like yeah that. but at home i was like i was cooking sometimes my mom would cook and and it would just be like yeah just not add meat to this mm. and now it's perfectly vegan right yeah, like yeah, most yeah. of our staples are very are already vegan by mm-hmm. default without mm-hmm. us thinking about that mm. um so that was that actually it was very enjoyable i feel mm. like i ate a lot of nice things even like like it didn't feel much different from before mm. where you're like where because it's i guess for chris like she's established her her diet even when young so maybe her parents aren't like as like confused or whatsoever mm. Mm. because i know like if i suddenly became vegan and decided to practice veganism like my parents would be like but wait, like all your life you've been eating this and then like it's an inconvenience, you know, if yeah. I come back and then like they can't give me the food that they normally, you mm-hmm. know, give me. Right. But yeah. so were your parents like accepting? Yeah, super. Because as I said, most of our staples are already vegan. Mm. So all they had to do was not to give me some of something and just give me more of something That's else. That's true. Yeah. So right. our staple, for example, literally I can describe a uh, very typical Salvadorian meal is um, um, we call this refried beans, mm. very similar to something you would find in Mexican food, um, but more liquid and a different type of bean. We get, basically have red kidney beans. Mm-hmm. Um, you boil them, you mix them with uh, sometimes onions, sometimes green pepper, uh, yeah, green peppers, and just put them in a blender or whatever. Um, and then you that liquid you fry it, mm. right? and. That is a staple. Mm. Like you have a lot of that frozen in any Salvadoran household. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did almost every day. So my mom, actually, like my mom um, and my sister, um, when they watched my talk a few years ago, mm-hmm. they were inspired um, to try to try to see what they could eat around. And my sister, when I came back to El Salvador, she had a lot of recommendations for me already. Oh, yeah, that's very thoughtful like that, of her. Yeah, right. Um, that I didn't know existed. Hmm. And mostly because, um, unfortunately, um, 
I mean, if you're in a developing country, you have bigger issues to think mm. about. Than yeah, definitely. Than animal food. welfare and stuff like that. So people will just eat what they, they can, can afford. Yeah. Right. So most of these nice vegan or vegetarian places are very fancy. And mm. Yeah, they're not made for the average Salvadoran. Yeah, yeah. So I realized that there were many places like that that it probably already existed and I just didn't know about mm. because I was not in that. Yeah, Culture, that physio- right? sphere. Yeah. sphere and yeah. Yeah, and I totally agree. I think uh, being able to be concerned about your diet is definitely something that you could only do if you had like your basic needs covered. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so uh, moving on to our next segment, and today we have rapid fire questions, and this time it's like a superlatives edition. So. Um, the question, the kind of questions we'll ask is like something like, "Who do you think is lazier?" or whatsoever. Mm. And like the first, the f- you know, you have to just m- say the person's name. Name. Yeah, like whoever you thought of immediately. Like, don't second guess it. Like, do I say my own name or do I say me? Just say me if okay. it's if, <laughs> if it's yourself. Can I, I'm gonna like your name is, my name is too long. Name. Maybe maybe you can be like him or. Her, yeah, yeah him, yeah. her, and then my. It's good that me. we said our pronouns at the beginning. Yeah, so, so just quickly, like, let's just run through it, mm-hmm. and then, like, don't second guess it. Just immediately, like, let's instinctively. Me or her, and yeah. just me or him. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's go. Laziest. Me. me. Fight me on that <laughs> one. <laughs> Need freak. Neither. <laughs> okay, who's the neater, neater one amongst? Among the if, two of you. No, I, I have no idea. It depends. Different, different areas, yeah. Depends. Surfaces or organizing stuff or scheduling or blah, blah. It really depends on what yeah, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're both equally bad. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. How about coffee addict? Me. No, me at this point. You don't drink that much coffee anymore. Yeah, I'm trying to quit. Have you ever tried to quit coffee? Like the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, I have. I okay. have. How many times in your life? Oh, like at least once. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I will. Yeah, maybe you were the bigger coffee lover. I'm getting out of it. But yeah, he's getting out of it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty difficult to break an addiction. It is. So, do you do you rely on it for for you to maintain arousal or awakeness? Um. I just used to pull too many all-nighters when uh, I was a student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was always drinking coffee just to do stuff. And now mm. I can't function without it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to slowly... Slowly but so, steadily. Like, sometimes it makes me very anxious to drink too much coffee. Mm, like, that's some, true. I used to drink so much coffee that yeah, I would yeah. be shaking. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. The tremor is not... Yeah. The and then if I didn't drink that much, I wouldn't feel it. Right? Mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Who cries more easily? Me. Mm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> mm, yeah. So who's the one who cries in like movies? Me. Oh, yeah, him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad that maybe I cry too. I shed a tear. But I'll I'm be like, crying already before. Yeah, but like, he's like, oh my God, the up. dog walked across the street. Mm, cries. Oh, no, 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 he <laughs> yeah. didn't die. He just walked across the street. No. That's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. More romantic. Me. Really? <laughs> I have no idea. Who's more? No, I don't know. I don't know. Who who like uh, decides like the fun and creative dates? We don't have that. What is dates? 
I don't know. I always start bringing little things when I came home. True. Yeah, he's he's romantic. <laughs> he's cute. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's him. But okay. She, she's mm. everything. <laughs> I'm the artistic romantic. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay. How about uh, makes the lamest jokes? Oh, Me. him, him, him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've yeah. seen your oh puns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen your puns. Yeah, he's okay. he's a dad. I mean, they're pretty lame in a good way. Thank you. <laughs> you know? oh, no, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now next, uh, this is a funny one. Who farts more? Oh, me for sure. Me? No, come on. Yeah, you. Definitely. <laughs> my stomach is not my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Who does Tetsu love more? Her. No, I don't know. He sleeps with him. So. Not always. Not always, but most of the time. Okay, but so. But he misses you more. FYI, Tetsu is their very, very cute cat. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they are cat parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you, Chris, you think it's Gerardo? Or no, she's not sure, and I'm sure I'm not it's her. Sure. Uh, I think so it her. might be him, yeah. Okay. But I'm not sure. Come on. <laughs> Maybe he loves me more. <laughs> he does. Who's always late? Me. Yeah, definitely him. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember you, uh, Chris, you said that you have to like wake him up, right? Oh, yeah, forward. yeah, in the morning. That has changed, But though, it has changed to because Tetsu. of Tetsu, yeah. He's mm. getting better. Tetsu yeah. wakes me up in the morning. He's your alarm clock, essentially. Yes. No, Tetsu wakes her up. Then mm. I wake him up. And then we up. made a deal that I want to wake up early. Mm. So every time he wakes her up because he wants to play or mm. get fed, um, she wakes me up mm. and asks me to go. And I'm half asleep and I just do whatever she tells me. So yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's, <laughs> it's very a, it's a good. Great deal. Yeah. Okay, and finally, who's more outgoing? Her? Him? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the topic. I think you can just talk more. Like on That's not outgoing. Like talking, being talkative is, is just... I would say that's an trait. element element of out, being outgoing. But that doesn't mean, for example, like I wouldn't I wouldn't talk to strangers, for example. Like mm. it's I, it's hard for me to mm. be in a party yeah. talking to people that I don't know. Or, you know what it is? I think I'm good at small talk. Like I can yes. just bullshit my way through. Mm-hmm. But you're like you're like there when it's like getting serious about like intellectual. I'm stuff like, are we gonna like, have a conversation? <laughs> yes, two hours. <laughs> yeah. I feel like outgoing in this case is more like who puts. He, he, him, him or herself out there, you know, like mm. in a social gathering, or like um, proactively, like brings yourself, like bring yourself to like the the, the social gathering. Mm. I mean, I don't know anymore because we've been stuck at home. <laughs> yeah, COVID changes things. Yeah, right. I mean, you could say I'm the most outgoing because I'm always out. Yes, I'm going to work. <laughs> I'm always actually. going out to like, work. By mm. definition, that 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 will be you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's all for superlatives, and I think almost all the questions are like you. You guys were pointing at each other, <laughs> except for um, lamest jokes, lamest jokes, jokes, and, and always late, <laughs> and always late. <laughs> we have a clear winner there, and that's mm. Gerardo. Yes, I would like to thank my. Sorry. <laughs> 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 lamest okay. jokes there, <laughs> and now I guess we can also then move on to more serious things. I hope it's not serious because it's a fun topic and that's about um, you guys as a couple. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's very serious. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, have we made it clear? I'm not sure if we made it clear at the start that you, you guys are, are a couple oh, yeah. to the listeners. Maybe people don't know. Who are you? <laughs> Hi. Yeah, Hi. but anyways, um, so Herodo and Chris, they're a couple and then I guess they could tell you themselves 
um, how did they meet, and also, yeah, who who made the first move, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Already. Well, he claims we've met. When I can't remember that we've met. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the first time I saw Chris was at a party at Nagoya University. And, mm. and it's a long story. It's a very long story. Added, but I saw her, I talked to her, she doesn't remember that. I don't, I don't remember, I'm very sorry. <laughs> and then next it's time me. we actually met and talked was at a vegan festival. Wow, very, very <laughs> vegan festival at Surimai yeah. Park. There's a mm. vegan festival every two, no, every twice year. a year. No, okay. Twice a year. Um, and that's where we met, talked, and then we were friends for, for a bit, like over half a year, mm. ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, like being vegan and I mean, me vegetarian back then. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. lots of things in common already, mm. and I just we just like talking to, yeah. to each other, right? having conversations about life and whatnot, uh-huh. and. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, then we started I, watching series together. Yes, when and I never started. Like we started watching Mr. Robot. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Rami Malek. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I didn't know about that, and she introduced me to that, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like one of the best series I've ever watched." Yeah, and so I was coming here mm-hmm. uh, to his apartment to watch it with her, mm-hmm. and eventually we started dating. Well, it's not we started dating. It's me thinking, oh, he's my friend. I would never make a move. And he made a move. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> so to yeah. answer the question, Gerardo made the yeah, first move. Yeah, he made the move. I would have never. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you feel like um, there was always like a level of attraction there? like, And then you guys were just like, you know, not trying to step on the, <laughs> like the, mm. the, the, that mm. before you finally like defined it? I mean, from my side, definitely, yeah, but he was in a relationship. Yeah, before but I was that, like, mm-hmm. when I met her, I was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, of course, we were not thinking of each other that way. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, I was. Maybe ooh. you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, yeah, right. So, me coming out of a relationship mm. and having a friend mm. that I am also starting to like. Mm. It's still like a... But we were friends. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of thing. But what made, like, what gave you the courage to, like, try? I mean, just spending more time, just the two of us, mm. while watching stuff. Mm. Yeah. And being it. very nervous, but still making the first step. I very much appreciate it. He's very, very nervous. nervous. Like, he's a very shy person. People yeah. might not know this. Yeah. See, am I the most outgoing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm taking that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, do you think um like being vegan like played a part to that uh, attraction? Do you think or it's just not convenient? the attraction? I mean, being vegan was just the the reason we met. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a kind sense, of, right? But not what decided that I liked her. Yeah, no. Me. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's not the decider. But mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like um at least I've heard at least like. Uh, or read in the internet like mm. people do prefer um couples who like, uh, as of, to find a partner that's like similarly similarly aligned mm. in like maybe their diet preferences just I guess. just to make it easier mm. yeah for sure i mean i've never had a partner before that even slightly was on my terms when it comes mm. to diet right mm-hmm. so it's something new and it made things easier in a yes. sense yeah mm. 
But it wasn't like I really would say that was what brought us together. Yeah, yeah. But maybe not as what even, made right? us attracted to yeah. each other mm-hmm. or think of each other as a as a potential partner. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, I don't think I consider that as mm-hmm. a the the decider yeah. definitely mm. yeah and uh on to a lighter question would um are there any dating spots that you guys like in nagoya or like recreational activities that you mm. like to do as a couple we do bouldering <laughs> she said recreational activities yeah <laughs> doesn't count that's what? pain it's that's suffering pain. Um, um we used to cycle at the beginning when i came back to japan and got a job Um, we both bought good bicycles mm-hmm. and we were like cycling to different places. That's true. That was very nice. So yeah. we found very nice places in uh, nearby cities like mm-hmm. Tajimi, Gifu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we're starting to like going to museums. Yeah, art museums. Maybe. That's kind of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, me. And there are many, it many different like exhibits. This. <laughs> is is Chris putting in her agenda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because it's not that I I wouldn't, but rather I just I'm always I always I don't have time to think about what I want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. like in you know if you want to go to something, yeah, yeah. Um, you need to think yeah, first. You need to be somewhere where you would be exposed to. That's true. Like okay, there's this exhibit, right? Yeah. Mm. And then you need to like be like, oh, I want to go there. Where is that, right? Mm. And I don't do that. That's, uh, yeah, that's nowadays true. i think i used to try to be part of events i used to go to like different stuff mm-hmm. i mean i was doing like when i was a student and i feel i have i had more free time mm-hmm. um i was going to stuff like that i was mm-hmm. going to cons no not concerts but like if, if there was if there were things at Nagoya university yeah yeah, yeah like, sure, like yeah. piano recitals and stuff mm-hmm. like that i would be going there yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. That. i would go to chess tournaments <laughs> <laughs> and things like that right Yeah. But now I don't plan. So she's now planning everything for us, basically. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Because she spends more time at home and I'm always at the company. Are you telling mm-hmm. me I'm lazy? No. <laughs> I'm telling you that you're literally on top of your research, also planning our oh, schedule. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Winks at the camera. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, are you guys the type of like the type of couple that likes like enjoys like going out more so than staying at home or staying at home than rather than going out? I'm not sure if I can answer that anymore. Tetsu has changed that. Tetsu for has me. changed a lot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. We're I... homey now. We're home, home people now. We're yeah. how how do you call it? Home buddies. Komori. Maybe not to. I used to hate um, when I lived alone. Mm-hmm. I used to hate being at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember. I would, even if I had nothing to do. Instead of like, I would rather just go to a cafe yeah. mm. and spend my afternoon there. Mm. Even if I'm doing nothing, I'm just on my phone, whatever it is. Mm. Um, but I just wouldn't like being at home. Mm. Um, that was just me. Um, I'm the complete opposite. Yes, she's the complete yeah. opposite. I like she being would at like home. being at home, watching her series. Yeah, but also like going out. Yes. So yeah, but with the pandemic and everything, right? It's changed. So yeah, yeah. the funny thing is that. We stayed the same way because with the pandemic, your classes became online, but my job didn't change. Mm-hmm. So I was always going to work. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's different to... I go out because I want to yeah. versus I go yeah, out because I have to all, go to work. It's an obligation. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like, I come home and I and on the way back, I don't feel this feeling of, let me stop somewhere and do something. Mm. Yeah. I'm, 
I just want to get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's Chris waiting for me. Mm. And now there's also Very Tetsu. unimportant, mm. but that was important. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and also now I feel like because of Tetsu, when we go out, I'm always worried about him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm that like, gets no, bad. Tetsu's alone. Yeah. I want to pet him. <laughs> it's very considerate. So, yeah. It's, we just have issues, I guess. I think we're anxiety, anxious yeah, about, like, like oh what God, if he's yeah. eating something bad? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and like having a baby. Like, one thing I'd be scared of is, like, what if Tetsu choose on the choose on the plan? Oh, he did. But he's over it. Like, okay. I think he had enough of them that he doesn't do it anymore. We used to close the, the, the sliding door so he couldn't exit yeah. the plants. Mm-hmm. And then he learned to open it. Oh. Yeah, so it doesn't <laughs> matter anymore. But now... And he's, he, he chewed on so many plants. One time he puked. Many yeah, yeah. times. Um, it was at least three. No, but one time it was just, like, furball. Yeah, no, and three times because of plants. Three so pukes and it's, yeah, and it was just plants, right? Poor guy. Yeah. So, and then he stopped. So we, we were trying to buy him buy cat grass for yeah, him yeah. but he finishes it so fast so crazy about it then yeah. he tries to go for those so we kind of slowly got rid of all the plants that 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 he would chew on and yeah. we put them outside mm-hmm. um and now it's kind of fine it's okay mm-hmm. yeah so he got it's used fine. to he understood that that's not good for him yeah hopefully mm-hmm. maybe but what can you do i mean if he can open sliding doors or mm-hmm. can't keep him out yeah mm-hmm. and then um uh, Onto this question, which I think is particularly could be interesting, is like, what are your views? I guess of being like a intercultural couple. On um, mm. do you think there's anything coming from your cultural background that you like brought into into this relationship? And like, yeah, let's start with that first. Do you want to go first? I can. Okay. You don't have anything. I have something. Then you go ahead. Okay. Honestly, I don't really think there was ever, like, we we ever talked Mm. about it and or it was ever an issue or something we had to figure out. I don't even notice most of the time that Mm -hmm. there are some cultural differences. Maybe because we, I don't know, maybe because we live in Japan. Maybe because we lived in an international setting for some time that maybe that doesn't make such a big difference. Mm-hmm. Or maybe our cultures are, to begin with, not mm. that different. Yeah. Um, sure. mm. I mean, uh, what it I depends. What I would say is that when you have two people from different cultures, mm. um, in a third culture, that's yeah. more different <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to these two than yeah. they are to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you tend to find more similarities and differences. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like, of course, I feel point. closer to Chris than I feel to most mm. I mean even before knowing her to most Japanese people I meet randomly mm. right not be, doesn't mean that Austrians and Salvadorians share everything in common of course yeah. not but it's just that I mean like it or not um, even if my country wouldn't be considered a western country it's a, it's a developing country in, South, in Latin America but I mean yeah we, we speak a European language mm. I mean, yeah we I don't know, we're on that side of the world, like the TV and the things we watch are yeah, Western, yeah. right? Yeah. So our cultures are not that different, at least in terms of um, the way we think and the mm, way we talk. I, I guess, yeah. Mm. I think one thing that makes, that sometimes is an issue is only that we're both talking in a 
language that's not our native language. That's true. So very occasionally we have misunderstandings because yeah. of that. Yeah, but very occasionally. Yeah. I feel like actually that's more of a positive, I think, because, and not, not that we, you know, make mistakes, but that we talk English on a level that we can actually communicate. Yeah. Mm. I, I think, feel like that's yeah. more of a positive thing because if one of us wouldn't speak English that naturally, then it would yeah, probably yeah, yeah. be a bigger issue. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, for example, let's say, like, uh, like um, you have to speak Spanish with Gerardo. Yeah. Like Gerardo will have the upper hand in like uh, yeah. in the conversation yeah. because he understand all the nuances, and then right. maybe he can perceive maybe you're more more less experienced. Uh, Spanish speaking mm. and right. like and then like that causes like That's you know true. friction but yes. because we're on the same playing ground mm. in like in terms of speaking and communicating in English yeah maybe that that really helped in, I guess in so sense. yeah That's true yeah. yeah I was about to say that that if you compare it to mm. you know, people who are speaking the native language of one of the mm. uh, people in the couple yeah then it's uneven right yeah yeah, yeah. True, absolutely. Yeah. We so, are quite even in this. Yeah, I think culturally we might be not too different or mm-hmm. maybe also yeah. not socially, I'm not sure. But maybe what is different is more personal. Like, mm-hmm. I think yeah. we are very different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think we just had very different experiences. Yeah. Um, Growing up. Yeah. Yeah. That are not cultural specific. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. Yeah. It could just be a personal upbringing yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So in that sense, we're just a, a normal couple. Mm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, another question is like, um, how do you think the pandemic affected your relationship? Um, what I'm trying to get with this question is like, do you think it was difficult? It is difficult to maintain like individuality. Mm-hmm. As opposed to your, you know, because you guys are always together and maybe some people even perceive you as, you know, a unit because mm-hmm. you guys are a couple. And how do you maintain that? Like, I'm Gerardo and I'm Chris. And then, like, you perhaps in terms of your hobbies and whatsoever. Yeah. Hmm. I s- <laughs> do you want to go first? <laughs> go ahead. I think I don't really have an issue yeah. with that because I'm at home mm-hmm. most of the time, right? So I can make the space to just be there for myself, mm-hmm. so to speak. I think you struggle more with yeah. that because you have less time. Yes. So it's not about a relationship. Really. Yeah. It's just I'm so busy. Mm. And again, sorry I interrupted you. No, Maybe no, go ahead. No, I think time. I was basically done <laughs> it was very insightful <laughs> so um you know i don't want to be, sound like i'm always complaining about working but but <laughs> <laughs> um i do feel like uh, as a student even though you're also busy yeah you have more control over how you use your time mm. um, because yeah. you're not paid to work at certain times right? yeah yeah um and also as a when you work at a company you have more responsibility like, I mean, I guess that depends on each person. Some students are very responsible. Mm. Um, like to begin with, they how do you say? How do you say second income. They like, could like segment like, their like, time. As in, at least when I was a student, I did not have the same feeling that oh wow, someone's paying 
me to do this mm-hmm. and I better perform. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, even I was doing it more like for myself. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I wasn't even paying the university, yeah. right? Yeah, even though technically so. they hired you to study well, <laughs> but it's more yeah, of a personal right, right. thing, yeah. So it's I guess it depends on the person. So mm-hmm. I felt like okay, I, I I choose how I do my time. Mm-hmm. Whereas with work, I'm like I need to work. Yeah, and when yeah. I work, I work. Right. And then on the weekends I rest, right? Um, so I feel like I used to have more free time that at uni that wasn't really free time. That was I chose to have free time, yeah, 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 to dedicate to my hobbies and my interests because I have a ridiculous amount of hobbies. Um, I don't know. I'm just like everything new that I see. I'm like, oh, I mm. want to do that, right? Mm. Like every new language I see, I want to learn. Every yeah. new instrument I see, I want to play, and whatnot. So every new sport I want to practice, mm-hmm. and that was me. Yeah. Before I started working, when you work, and welcome to adult life, mm-hmm. you cannot do everything you want yeah. unless you're rich. Um, so I don't think that our relationship has taken anything from that because Chris mm-hmm. is a very supportive person mm-hmm. um, who always even. Um, always shows herself worried about whether I'm having enough me time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if I'm dedicating enough time to things I like, hmm. um, and not just coming home and like doing everything with her. Yeah. Uh. And yeah. And not thinking about myself. Right. Hmm. Which is, it's easy to fall into that because yeah, if definitely. you're so busy all the time when you're not working, you just want to chill. Yeah. And like you, you become more passive about mm, things uh, around you mm. and things are happening to you. And you mm. later on will feel like, oh, wait, wait, what happened to all these things I had, right? Yeah, like, yeah, all yeah. Things I was doing, right? Yeah. So I'm very grateful that Chris is such mm. a supportive partner. And I'm grateful too that since she's at home and I'm working also, she gets to have her own time. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a good balance, I think. Mm. Even though it should be reversed. <laughs> like I should be the one working and you ah, should yes. be the one staying at we home a... we talk about that yeah <laughs> what do you but mean in that sense I my, I think my personality is more uh, I would be a better housewife yeah <laughs> and I would be a better, a better husband working and <laughs> earning money because she I wouldn't like mind structure. <laughs> having the same routine yeah. every day mm-hmm. and doing the same tasks yeah mm-hmm. whereas I like variety and mm-hmm. I like to schedule my own time and yeah. decide what I'm gonna do mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to her like, I wouldn't mind um, for the rest of my life as long as I, like, someone's got my back. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. To just uh, be at home and be a stay-at-home dad and just um, work part-time yeah. and do different types of jobs because I would like to experience doing everything I can, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. then we were talking about the fact how interesting it is that people expect different things from a young man than from a young woman yeah, yeah uh, definitely because if i were to say this to 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 i don't know uh any successful man mm. they'd be like what the fuck are you you're yeah. gonna ruin your career right yeah um but if chris were to say the same thing people would be like oh, oh you're yeah, a great right. good mother good mother like, right yeah like, make those babies yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. then if you do decide to go on the like career very yeah. career-centric route it's like you're over ambitious and stuff exactly, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually very grateful for my job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of the right the right job for me. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's tiring. It can be very tiring. Yeah. But it's a great job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, so I guess let's let's close our conversation for today. Thank you so much, guys, for um, being a huge part of this and why our conversation is interesting to begin with. And before we end this convo, I'd like to ask, like, what's your biggest Otskare for the week? And maybe Gerardo mm, can start because okay. Gerardo yeah. first. has something Ooh. to say. I worked um, two night shifts in a row mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because, you know, chemistry. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't get to decide how long your reactions are going to be and how long, how much time you're going to spend afterwards. Um, with the, I don't know what to call it, um, workup. Mm-hmm. Um, after a reaction, yeah. So we were s- synthesizing something at the plant, yeah. And we realized we needed forty-eight hours in which someone had to be there at any moment. Right? Wow! So, so you're on standby, basically. Basically, but also doing stuff. So okay. <laughs> actually, no. Actually, it was very tiring. So I, I wish it had been just standing checking by. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so I can do my own stuff, but. Um, so I took the two night shifts and my coworker did 12 hours during the day and I did 12 hours at night. Mm -hmm. So it was two 12 hour night shifts in a row, but we had some issues on the second day. So Mm -hmm. it got extended and I ended up doing a 14 hour shift on the second second night. And I slept in between those two shifts. I only slept for three hours. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it was 12 hours, three hours of sleep. Oh my gosh. 14 yeah. hours. That's, That's a huge so I was I was thing. exhausted. But yeah. also the second day we worked so hard to be able to finish on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because otherwise it was Friday. Yeah. And yeah. it had to be done. You had to end it mm. for the week. That I was so tired but also so satisfied. Mm. Yeah. That's a huge Otskara. Mm. And how about I'm you, too. Chris? I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, apart from shaving my legs, which I don't do that much. Um Probably my thesis presentation. Mm-hmm. So I had, like, we have this colloquium every semester. Yeah. And it happened to be this week. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You I had to present? That. Yeah, I presented. And yeah, I mean, it was all right, I guess. It was great. You're, yeah. you're, you're, I, other people would be like, oh, I have this thesis thing. And then you're just like, oh, it's all right. <laughs> Easy breezy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> well, it's, it's okay. I'm, I don't mind presenting. Hmm. Yeah. 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 It's not that bad yeah but still that's huge so otskar some of you and myself i would say my otskar for the week i i don't have any particulars this week but i guess just juggling everything uh including producing this podcast and mm-hmm. also you know ta work and like right. lab grind and also uh we just had our presidential election for nuisg oh, really? like yesterday it was yesterday or two days ago and we had like a town hall so like the way it goes is like candidates speak and then, okay. but then you can directly address the candidates oh. like anybody there so that oh. took three hours because turns out people are enthusiastic about who runs right, right, who right. runs the organization next so I, I was there to organize that and like help moderate so nice. that's a bit tough and we don't know yet who will be the president next so it's we're we're still doing the voting right now, so yeah. maybe next week we we'll know who 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 wins. So yeah, wow, cool. Yeah, Great. so that's all. And thank you so much, guys, once again, Chris and Gerardo, for being a part of this episode. Uh, and okay, let's say goodbye. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye. goodbye.